how have I gone all this time without using this amazing tool? I'd heard of it, but I'd never really got into using it, and now I am absolutely hooked. Hello, and welcome to Sharp, the podcast where we help you get a little better at the stuff you have to do, so you can spend more time doing the stuff you want to do. So now, on with the episode. Hello there, and welcome to episode 38. How you doing? How have you been since we last talked? It's been a while, but we had to move house, so I hope you'll understand that we had to jiggle things around a bit. As you probably know, our last three main episodes have been all about setting up a structure for your day to help you win. If you did the interactive bits and worked through all three, you should have a great system that helps you put your attention on the right things. So in this episode, we're going to look at something completely different. I've got some questions for you. Do you have a hobby or an interest? Have you ever planned a party or an event? Do you have a family? How about writing a blog, a newsletter or a website? Have you ever done that? Well, if you've done any of the above, then this episode is for you. So join me as we discover what a pig, a pint of milk and the Japanese word for sign have got in common and how all that can help you be better at doing your stuff more easily. So I've got another question. How good a project manager are you? So you might say, what are you talking about, Steve? I'm not a project manager. I'm a mum or a filmmaker or whatever you do that gives meaning to your life. Well, you might not think it, but actually, you manage projects every day. According to David Allen, anything which has more than two steps is a project. So making a shopping list and then going to the store is two steps. It's a project. How about buying a birthday gift? Well, you've got to choose one, you've got to buy it, wrap it, and then give it. So that's a four-step project. And of course, the more steps, the more you've got to manage. If you're planning a holiday this year, that's a big project with lots of steps. Even having a family is a project. Now, what can make these bigger projects tricky to get on top of is that the steps can be moving parts which don't happen in a particularly neat order. So it's not always easy just to write a list or an action list and work from the top down. And there's another problem too. A list doesn't help you with all the other stuff that goes with them. Let me explain. Imagine one of the things that you have to do this year is organise a party or an event for someone. One of the things on your list might be find a location. But that one action, find a location, can often turn into more mini-actions, can't it? Like look at venue websites or set a budget. And then these smaller tasks, well, they sometimes have documents or other articles to go with them like website links or spreadsheets or contact details. So can you see how each part of a project can then kind of spiral off sideways with all these other connected bits? No wonder we sometimes lose our enthusiasm, put them on the back burner or worse, give up on them completely. But some of them we can't give up on. So what if there was a way to have a clear view of everything you've got going on that holds all the spirally bits 
that's simple and doesn't even cost you a penny. Well, the great news is that I have discovered that fantastic solution. It's called Trello, and it can help you manage one big project, lots of big projects, lots of little projects, or anything in between. And if you know how to write things down on a post-it note, you already know how to use it. We're going to have a look at Trello in more detail shortly, but first, we're going to listen to a bit of history. So, sit back, relax, and let your ears fill with the dulcet tones of our roving reporter from the 1900s. Stephen P. Stevenson, Stephen with a PH and Stevenson with a V. And I'm your historical roving reporter, out and about on location at your service. Now I'm here in Memphis, Tennessee, in the United States of America. Not only am I 4,000 miles away from you in the studio, Steve, but I'm reporting from over 100 years ago. The year here is 1916, and I'm standing in Jefferson Avenue, outside number 79 to be specific, and I'm looking at a scene where people are doing things they've never done before. Now these days, 79 Jefferson Avenue is occupied by a Marriott Hotel, and across the road is a subway. But if you stand outside that Marriott Hotel, you can see a plaque which tells you something about our story and why we're revisiting what happened here in 1916. Now, I know this sounds a bit like a Steve in the Field submission, but don't worry, this is a true story. So, I've heard a rumour that Memphis, Tennessee, might eventually become famous for being the birthplace of something called rock and roll. I don't know what rock and roll is, but I'm looking forward to it happening as it sounds jolly exciting. Anyway... Today, we're at the birthplace of something rather different and perhaps a little more every day. We're here to witness the opening of a new supermarket and it's called Piggly Wiggly. Okay, so for those listeners outside of the US, you may have never heard of Piggly Wiggly. It's a supermarket brand which is still going over 100 years later and trading with the same name. Its founder who chose the name was a chap called Clarence Saunders and no one can explain for definite why he chose Piggly Wiggly. One story is that he was inspired watching little pigs trying to get under a fence, but no one really knows. Well, I'm actually watching Clarence Saunders open up his new business, and it's a business with a difference. Saunders is standing here, in person, overseeing the opening of this new supermarket himself. He's at the door, shaking hands with the customers. He's giving the children flowers and balloons and there's even a brass band in the lobby so why is saunders going to these lengths well this supermarket is different because in this one remarkably the customers go to the products yeah before this piggly wiggly model was established in the early 1900s grocery shopping was very different the customer would hand a list of groceries to the clerk who'd then go and get the items that they've ordered. But in 1916, Clarence Saunders founded a new way of doing things. 
Yes, Steve. Well, I would imagine that in your modern shopping future of the 21st century, you might be used to simply walking into a supermarket and selecting your goods yourself. But here in the early 20th century, this idea of self-selection is a brand new one. And we're all very excited that Piggly Wiggly are pioneering it right here in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, as we now know, the idea of the customer selecting their own products caught on. And as the years passed, Clarence's company eventually introduced all sorts of firsts to the American shopping experience, like shopping carts and checkout stands. Now, later on in the show, we'll come back to one of their supermarkets in 1956 to find out what all of this has got to do with a pint of milk and your projects. So in this episode, we're taking a look at Trello. Now, I first came across Trello a few months ago when I was doing some research for a previous episode. And honestly, it was like a light bulb went off, like a rocket exploding in my brain. What I mean is, I went, how have I gone all this time without using this amazing tool? I'd heard of it, but I'd never really got into using it. And now I am absolutely hooked. It's so simple. It's so easy and it can do as little or as much as you want. So, what am I excited about? Well, we've talked before about actions and tasks, and we've given you ideas about how to organise them in a way which helps you. But projects are a particular kind of task all of their own. Now, just as a sidebar... I don't actually like the word project. For me, it brings to mind great big complicated processes that might be needed for big organisational projects. And maybe not for the things that you and I might be dealing with. But remember, we said a project is anything with more than one step. But the problem with things that have more than one step is that they can become messy. Different things happen at different times. And you might also have all sorts of different documents that you need for the project stored in different places like pictures on your phone, you might have Word documents on your PC, website links and so on. The great thing about Trello is not only does it help you manage your project, but it can link to all those files so you've got access in one place. Now people do all sorts of things with Trello. Let's have a look at their website. So we've got people here that are using it for recruitment or job inductions, job hunting. Some people use it for meal planning. Uh, There's people that use it for planning lessons or arranging big meetings or conferences. It's being used for interior design. Some people are using it for a swatch board. House moves. (laughs) You're probably bored about me talking about my house move. But we used it for our house move and it was really, really helpful. Podcasts. There you go. I also use it for the podcast. Um, Running clubs. So if you run a club where you've got newsletters to send out or contact details and so on for people, uh, it's useful for them. Planning a holiday. We've talked about that. We'll talk um, talk about that a bit more later on. Then there's goals. People use it to track their personal goals, lifestyle goals. People are using it for audio and video projects, managing hobbies, work stuff family life there's loads and loads so those are the things that you can do with it you can tell i love it and we'll go into some more detail on what it does 
and how it works in a bit. But now, let's go back to our story. So we're going now to 1956, where legend has it that a man called Taiichi Ono, I hope I've pronounced that correctly, from the Toyota Corporation, is visiting the US. Now back in the 50s, Taiichi and his team went to the Ford plant in Detroit to learn how Ford managed to produce thousands of vehicles a day when Toyota at the time were producing a fraction of that level. The story goes that during their visit in 1956, Taiichi Ono visited a branch of Piggly Wiggly and he saw how they managed their stock. And this was an inspirational moment for him. Here's how it might have played out. Welcome back, it's Stephen P. Stevenson with the PH and a V here, and it's now 1956. Now we're standing in the very branch of Piggly Wiggly that Taiichi Ono visited. And we're standing in front of the milk cart. Here comes the customer. Hello. Um, hello? She takes a pint of milk, and she carries on shopping. But that's not it. It's what Taiichi Ono sees next that's the key. A clerk is coming along now. And his role is to replenish the stock. Now, he knows immediately that one pint of milk is needed from the stores to replace the gap. Not five pints or ten pints, but one pint. And he knows this because the customer told him by taking the pint in the first place and leaving a gap. Right. This might seem really simple and unimportant. A pint of milk and a gap on a shelf. But this model of the customer taking the product and then the items being stocked up again was apparently the inspiration that eventually led to Taiichi developing a system that would go on to revolutionise mass production. This system has evolved over the years into something which today is called lean manufacture. And it's highly likely that the very device that you're listening to this podcast on was made in a plant using some of those same principles today. But. How did we get from a pint of milk in Piggly Wiggly in 1956 to this sophisticated production process that your device was made with? Well, an important part of this process is called Kanban, which is Japanese for sign or signpost. And it was Kanban that Taiichi Ono developed. And we'll find out more about what that's got to do with Trello later. But let's get back to Trello itself. Put simply, Trello is like a magic notice board. So let's say you're planning a holiday. On this holiday, you've got different bits to sort out, haven't you? So there's the big bits like where you're going to go, how you're going to get there and so on. Then there's the smaller bits like excursions or car hire. You've got things to plan that some people really enjoy doing like shopping for new clothes or funky new sunglasses. And then, of course, there's the knotty bits like insurance, parking at the airport, and travel sickness tablets. There's a lot to consider, and all this stuff happens in different places, doesn't it? Some of it happens online, some of it happens at the shops, and along the way, you'll probably accumulate some checklists and other bits of paper to deal with. So this great big notice board called Trello can hold all that stuff And it can hold all the links to the websites, all your lists, your car hire comparison places, and the research you've done 
on who has the best deals on speedos. Okay, I'm not sure if my enthusiasm crossed the line there, but Trello can do all this in one place and for free. But the magic bit is not just that it can hold this information, but it can help you work out what's done, what needs doing, and all in time for you to jet off, open a book, and relax. So let's find out more. Let's imagine that you've had your amazing relaxing holiday, and when you get back, you've decided that you want to design a food blog to showcase all the new dishes that you've discovered. Creating a blog is a new project, and we can use this example to talk you through how Trello can help you manage a project. Now, you remember we said that Taiichi Ono developed this Kanban system as part of this revolution in production. Well, Trello is an advanced Kanban board, and the chap who designed Trello, Joel Spolsky, referred to Kanban when he was talking about what Trello is. But as Joel says, it's so much more. Let's have a look at our new blog project, and I'll explain what a Kanban board is, and more importantly, how it can help you. So with any project that you're working on that has lots of moving parts, it can be hard to see clearly where you're at with it at any moment in time. One of the reasons why we can struggle is because the individual tasks that make the project up can be really varied. So making a food blog, for example, involves a whole range of things. And these could include things like choosing a picture for your latest posting or paying the bill to your website host. And that's just two things. You might have 50 or more. The solution is to take away the detail, take away the complexity and think more simply. Think of each element in your project as a post-it note. So in the example we've just given, we would have two post-it notes. One says, choose an image. And the other one says, pay the website host. Now, if you zoom in and look closely at those post-it notes, you can see the individual tasks. But if you step back, you've got, well, you've got two post-it notes. And so if you had 50 tasks for your project, you'd have 50 post-it notes. What you do is you shove all these post-it notes onto a notice board. Then you divide them into three columns. The column on the left we call to-do, the one in the middle we call in progress, and the one on the right is called done. So at the start of your project, you take your 50 post-it notes and you put all of them in the left-hand column because they're all things to do. As each thing starts being progressed, it moves into the middle column in progress. And then when it's complete, the post-it note moves into the final column, done. Now, there are two benefits to taking this simple approach. Firstly, the minute that someone's ready to do something on the project, and that someone could be you, all the tasks which haven't yet started are in one place, the to-do column. Everyone knows what's next to be done, and you can pick the task up quickly and get on with it. But the second benefit is that not only can you zoom in and see what needs to be done with an individual task, like buy a pint of milk, but you can also easily step back and see your overall progress on the whole project 
and it's so simple, it's almost obvious. If you've got lots of post-it notes in the left-hand column, you've got a lot of work to do. If you've got lots of post-it notes in the right-hand column, the project's almost done. And that is a Kanban board. It was simple, but it took a genius like Taichi Ono to see it, and it took another genius like Joel Spolsky to turn it into Trello. And now Trello makes it easy for you to use the same principle for managing your event, your blog, even your podcast. So we've learned that Trello is based on this Kanban system, but it's so much more useful. Trello uses cards instead of post-it notes, and you can have as many columns as you like, or as few as you like. So you can set it up to represent progress like we just talked about, and the cards that have got the individual bits on, you then just move them across as you do them. Or you can have columns that represent batches. We use Trello in our house move. So we had 91 individual tasks to complete, and these tasks included things like clearing the shed, arranging broadband or dismantling a wardrobe. And some of them had to happen at a certain time. So we created a column for each week building up to the move, and then we put the tasks into their weeks in batches, so all the cleaning stuff was in one place, all the admin was in another, and so on. And as I mentioned, I use Trello for producing the podcast. I'm using it to manage another project I'm working on. It's absolutely fab. You can put lists onto each individual card and then you can check things off as you do them. You can set due dates to get reminders for things. You have a different board for each different project and you can personalize them with images and different colors for different types of activity. The really cool part is you can add other people into your team. And this is fab. So for example, with the house move, Lisa and I could both check things off individually as we did them and it all syncs up. The cards can have links to files. You can even connect it to Evernote or Dropbox. And I can't believe all this, and it's free. Now, you can upgrade to what they call business class for current prices, $10 a month. And that will enable you to handle bigger files and have unlimited power-ups. Power-ups are where, as we said before, you can link Trello to your Evernote account or your Dropbox account. The basic version allows one power-up or one link. Now remember, this can be as simple or as sophisticated as you like. My recommendation is to start simple by having the three Kanban columns, to do, in progress, and done, and then grow it as you get used to it. There are lots of tutorials on YouTube. Obviously, I'll put a link to Trello in the show notes, but it's a simple address to remember. It's trello.com. And all that is at your fingertips, free of charge, today, maybe, Possibly, because a hundred years ago, Clarence Saunders had an idea to do something differently. So you've got nothing to lose. Try it. I'm not on commission. I wish I was, because I'd happily sing the praises of this fab app until the cows come home. You see, cows, pint of milk, this isn't just thrown together, you know. If I was a comedian, that would be called a callback. But I'm not, and it's probably for the best. So, Trello, trust me. Have a go. All the links, resource and articles I've used in this episode will be in the show notes right there on your device. Hopefully you'll find them helpful and useful and hopefully you'll find this whole podcast helpful and useful. I hope you do and 
I do spend a lot of time and effort making sure it's relevant, helpful and entertaining enough for you to listen to. If you agree and you'd like to show your support, there are several ways you can do it. You could go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating or a great review, which would be fab. Alternatively, you can share the podcast on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. We are at Sharp Podcast, one word, two Ps. Or you could even show someone how to subscribe on their phone or their device. And finally, on the website, sharppodcast.com, you can leave feedback, subscribe or go and listen to the archive episodes. I'm off. I hope you're able to find one thing before our next episode that you can do, which will help you get better. And remember, don't waste time comparing yourself to anyone else. The only person you should try to be any better than is the person that you were yesterday. Bye-bye. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. My name is Stephen P. Stevenson. Ah, people moving around in the house.